Good day and welcome to Natural Health Dialogue. And you know, we've in the past, not too long ago, have done an entire month on gut health, but actually where does gut health begin? Well, it begins in as the digestive system begins, which is right in your mouth. So this month we're going to focus on good oral health which many benefits I don't even have to go into. But Randy, how are we going to start, kick off this oral health month? Well, as, as you've uh, already addressed uh, a little bit, we've, we've done this thing on the gut, but the, the gut-brain connection is now going by the name of the microbiome. And that mm. microbiome is now getting more research in our field than any other single topic. It's extremely important. And, and we just got to thinking, you know, uh, that gut health begins in in the mouth and uh, so that led to the thought of dental health and what we can do in our mouths it turns out uh, very very much of what we do in our mouth ends up controlling or directly uh, affecting uh, things that go on in the rest of the body including uh, the brain gut uh, biome uh, that goes along with that so i just said let's spend a month uh, talking about um, oral health in general. Mm-hmm. Today we'll just cover some of the basics. Uh, this is sort of like uh, oral health 101. Mm. Uh, some of the basics uh, in the other podcasts for the month, we're going to be talking about um, children's, what you can do to help your kids okay. and, their, and their dental health. We're going to be talking about herbs that you can specifically use that address dental health. Most people don't think about, most of the time we're swallowing herbs and we're not really chewing them, but how you could use the herbs in a different way to, to affect your dental health and therefore your gut health and therefore the gut brain microbiome as well. Okay. And then uh, we're going to close out the month talking a little bit about pet health. You're going to find out that in most cases, pet health is pretty much like uh, our health in terms of their mouth and their, the structure and what we do with it. But it's um, it's something we don't give a lot of attention to mm-hmm. when you have pets other than giving them a chewy or a, or a bone or something. So, right. so we'll look at a little bit of that. So today uh, we'll just call it uh, uh, Oral Health 101 and talk about the very basics of what it takes to have good good oral health. And probably not just brush and floss and go to the dentist. We're going to go a little deeper than that, right? We are indeed. Uh, we will start with brushing and, and flossing because that is, that's where it starts. Uh, you absolutely have to brush your teeth, but what most people don't realize when they're brushing their teeth, you also need to brush the gums and we need mm-hmm. to brush the tongue. Uh, I used to laugh at people. I'd, I'd see friends of mine and uh, uh, that would be brushing on their tongue and I just thought it was ridiculous. But in fact, the whole idea is that your mouth is warm, moist, and dark area. Mm. We've talked about that in terms of the sinuses on a, on a blog uh, some time ago. When you get things that are warm and moist and dark, that's a primary breeding ground for bacteria, right. the bad bacteria that causes us harm. And so that is all throughout our mouth. It accumulates on our tongue. It's down in our teeth. It's in our jaws. And so we need to make sure that we're brushing uh, all of that area. Regular brushing to remove the bacteria is essential, and few of us brush enough. Technically, you should brush every time you eat. Right. Uh, and I don't know anybody that brushes that yeah, much. I don't either. Uh, if we can get people to... Uh, if I can get my kids to brush once a day, uh, I always thought that was pretty good. But mm-hmm. as a minimum, you really ought to brush at least twice a day. When right. you get up in the morning to take care of whatever is grown there overnight, and then uh, before you go to bed, you don't want the things that have accumulated in your mouth all day long oh. to be able to affect all night long. So I, I tell people absolute minimum of twice a day, and I have finally in, in my life adopted that as my own personal practice. 
Uh, overnight, there's nothing to disrupt the growth of the bacteria. Exactly. Uh, and so the mouth stays shut. It stays warm, mark and, uh, moist, and dark, and it just gets bad. And then the flossing is something that many people just don't do mm -hmm. uh, because it's not convenient. It's a little awkward to try to get a piece of string in your mouth and run it back and forth. But, uh, but while brushing gets rid of much of that plaque, uh, the flossing gets into places that the brush can't get, mm -hmm. down below the gum line. Right, uh, and between uh, the teeth. And between the teeth. And also it generally uh, uh, does a little bit of a massage to the gums and to the tongue, hmm. uh, which stimulates blood flow. And the blood flow is where all of our antibiotics, right. all of our good, okay. good things are located in our bloodstream. Oh, I never thought of that. And so if we can get some more of those good things uh, stimulating within the mouth, then we improve the immune stimulating factors of what you're trying to do inside your mouth. So you're not only killing what's there, but you try to create some level of immunity at the same time. Sure, okay, never thought of that, that's good, okay. Uh, much of what I want to talk about today, the, the probably half of the time that we'll have, we're gonna talk about toothpaste. Hmm. Um, Crest and all these others. Well, all of those others. Um, there are actually a lot of toothpaste on the market that have things in them that we don't want to put into our mouth. So I thought I would talk about um, uh, a couple of benefits of the toothpaste, what we get from it, and then we're going to talk quite a bit about things that are in a lot of the toothpaste for you to watch for to make sure that you don't want to put into your mouth. Well, you've got my attention, so yeah. I'm ready for that part. We know that toothpaste uh, uh, is effective for removing tartar and plaque. also helps to prevent cavities. Uh, it helps to prevent periodontal disease. Uh, one of the things that we like if we're married is we like for it to get rid of some bad breath as well, or if you're dating. Comes in handy. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I never saw my son breath so much as when he started dating. And it seemed like <laughs> two things went up in my bill, toothpaste and deodorant. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> went up tremendously. Uh, yeah, it gets rid of bad breath as well. Um, it also removes stains and the discolorations that, that, that are on your smile. I've known people that would refuse to smile because of the condition of their teeth and uh and that's that's a sad part of life so get rid of some of those discolorations with your toothpaste as well mm -hmm. and then most toothpaste add ingredients that actually help to strengthen your teeth preventing early breakage and tooth loss and so if you uh, if you're getting rid of all of those benefits from the toothpaste and then you follow the brushing and flossing with a good mouthwash which has things that will rinse away the stuff that you've just brushed off or left in your mouth or that you've flossed out and still laying in your mouth right. use your uh, your good mouthwash for that so it would you recommend something other than water uh, yeah, I do. I, I recommend something that's going to leave a protective barrier against the bacteria okay. that's there as well. So look at your tooth. Uh, we don't want a bunch of sugar. We don't no. want sweetened things. <laughs> we don't want pure alcohol because that would burn. burn or, yeah. And some mouthwashes that we use regularly do have a little bit of a burning, and that's because they've got alcohol in them. Mm. But the primary thing you want to do is look and see that it's got ingredients in it that'll help to put a barrier up to prevent those bacteria from uh, from getting ingrained down into the gums and the teeth and between the teeth and the gums mm -hmm. during the day while you're going about not doing your brushing. So any barrier protection it can put would be a bit a beneficial and that's okay. that's the reason that's the reason for the mouthwash. That makes sense. Uh, that brings us to then things to avoid. Um, and there are a number of them and I won't go into them in detail but I'm going to mention some categories. First of all, white sugar. Okay. 
everything that we talk about, every, every blog we have, it seems like sugar comes up, but it's the number one inflammatory you can have. It's also the number one thing that feeds bad, bad, bad bacteria. It's the thing that's gonna create all of those plaques and, uh, uh, and bacterial infections in the mouth. Uh, stay away from sugar. And now are you saying that somebody puts white sh- processed white sugar in toothpaste? Absolutely. Look at most of your children's toothpaste out there. Almost all of them have sugar in them because we want kids to use them and they won't use it if it doesn't taste good. Wow. But many of your adult toothpaste also have white sugar okay. and those lead to, uh, they, they feed yeast and fungus and bacteria. Get rid of the white sugar. Uh, check. The next thing is fluoride. And I know fluoride in toothpaste is a big thing. We've, uh, we've told, the, the, we, we've created a whole ad campaign to tell people to put in the fluoride because the fluoride can get rid of some bacteria. But what the other thing is, did you know that uh, fluoride is actually a uh, been banned by the FDA or put a warning on it that says to keep it out of the reach of children under six? Mm-hmm. Be sure to tell them not to swallow it or at least in large quantities. It's a toxin and right. we shouldn't be using it. So I'm of the, I'm of the uh, school that says don't use fluoride. Now I won't argue that with someone because it's an argument that has no end. Right. Um, artificial sweeteners have a laxative effect and they, uh, they're linked with some serious deadly and often deadly diseases. Mm-hmm. So get away from the artificial sweeteners like saccharin and, and um, uh, just any of them that right. are – try to look for something that's natural if you want to put a sweetener. Put in some stevia or some xylitol. Xylitol actually has been shown to prevent tooth decay, and dentists actually love it. Uh, get away from artificial colors. The FDA has banned most of them. There are very few that they can use, uh, but we don't need artificial colors anyway. Use something natural if you wanted to color it. Mm-hmm. And then things like sodium lauryl sulfate uh, that's used as a, th- a thickening agent called carrageenan um, uh, that causes ulcers and gastrointestinal stuff. Uh, poly- uh, uh, propylene glycol is, a, is actually a... Uh, uh, antifreeze and it's but it's used to soften toothpaste don't get those things in there and one last thing and I know we're out of time those are things that we uh, we need to leave out of our toothpaste but you might also consider then following at the very end of that whole process a probiotic use a good mm. chewable probiotic the good pro- probiotics fight bad bacteria and so leave your mouth full of probiotics uh, beforehand you can use a, a chewable probiotic and just leave it in there you don't have to wash it out oh wow okay didn't know that excellent good word randy and we'll see you all next week for the next episode on oral health bye-bye Amen. <laughs>